Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone is well. Welcome everyone back to our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series, where we talk to the leading brands about what they're seeing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Matt Eckert, who is the president of Holiday World. Matt, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, for those of us who uh, may not know who Holiday World is, can you tell us about Holiday World and kind of what they do and how they do it? I would love to tell you about Holiday World. So uh, we are a park that was founded back in 1946 and we're family owned and operated. We're currently in our fourth generation of family ownership. Um, so we, uh, like I said, are located in Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, we were Santa Claus land until about 1984 when um, we had grown to the point that we wanted to expand into other holidays. So we now have a Christmas section, a 4th of July section, a Halloween section, and a Thanksgiving section on top of our world-class water park that we have splash and safari. So we are now in our 74th season of operation and uh, we're, we're, we're loving it. That's awesome. Uh, it's great to hear the history of Holiday World. Can you tell us about your role within the organization? Sure. So um, I've been here for 20 years now. Um, I've been president of the company since uh, 2013. Um, my background uh, is accounting, um, so I'm a CPA. Um, I'm not your typical accountant. You know, I, I, I like to think that I'm, I'm a little outside of that box. Um, not, nothing against my fellow accounts. I've got a lot of great things, <laughs> um, of course. Um, but yeah, so I started here as the controller back in uh, 2000, actually on Valentine's Day is when I started. Um, so I've been here you know, for, for about uh, 20 years. Um, I was in the controller role until 2007 um, when our president at the time, Will Cook, created two general manager roles. Um, I took over as general manager of our shared services division. Um, then in 2013, the family asked me to step in and take on uh, the presidency. That's awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the transformation of Holiday World? Again, for those who don't know, uh, I think you're in the southwest corner of uh, Indiana, right? I've driven by are, yes. to, to St. Louis for soccer tournaments. So uh, I haven't stopped by, but I should. But you get in that drive to St. Louis and you're like, all right, I just got to go. Um, okay. But we would love to talk a little bit about the transformation. Uh, one thing I think that's unique, people in Cincinnati are, are huge advocates. And I've heard a number of other people in Cincinnati that are just very, very passionate about, you know, the brand, how unique it is. So we'd love to talk to you about your transformation and, and, and kind of how you become to, to be such a, you know, a passionate, loyal uh, brand. Sure. I think, you know, our, our brand is all about family. Um, that, is, that is our focus um, in everything we say and do. Um, we very much pride ourselves on the value that we offer to our guests. Um, you know, when you come to our park, you have uh, free parking, you have free sunscreen, you have free Wi-Fi. And most importantly, I think to a lot of families is we have free and limited soft drinks and Gatorade and, and things like that throughout the day. And we started doing that back in 2000. Um, that's just part of who we are. You know, we want to make sure that uh, when families come to visit, um, you know, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa don't feel like their pockets were being tugged every time they turn around because we want to try to make your stay as easy and as, and as affordable as we possibly can so you can focus on creating those memories with your family. Well, I think it's interesting too because that, that can be a big component, right? So a lot of the other parks sell kind of that, that extra tier that can be hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year sure. on the, the, the kind of the, the weekly or the yearly membership, but just offering something like that and, and the cost of a, a soda refill is practically nothing for you, right? Especially if it means you know, a higher customer engagement, customer experience score, correct? Yeah, the uh, return return benefit of, of adding that program has been, in my mind, the smartest investment you know this park has ever made, above and beyond our, our world class coasters and, and our water park, because it's something that 
you know, any, anytime you ask anyone about Holiday World, they're going to say, hey, that's the place that offers free, free and soft drinks. So that's just something that we're known for. Um, and it's, 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 a great, uh, it's a great thing to, to have and to offer. And it's, um, like I said, it's, it's helped us build that customer loyalty that is so very important to brand management. Yeah, that's awesome. It's right. It's those little things that it may sacrifice some, you know, short-term profit, but longer-term, just the, the the advocacy you get from that is amazing. Uh, there's a there's a story about a a, a, a hotel chain in uh, L.A. that does that. You get they have a popsicle hotline at the pool, right? So basically, you can call and get a popsicle. Kind of a you know average hotel, but everyone right. raves about that popsicle hotline. You call right. and they bring you out just regular old-time popsicles. But that becomes like a trademark, and how how expensive that is not at all. But they right. can charge higher rates, and they can just, the engagement is huge. And that's same thing. Something as simple as you know free refills is is huge. So that's awesome. Again, that engagement. shows that you're willing to take that additional extra step, no matter how big or how small it is. Um, you know, you're able to go that extra a mile for your guests, and that speaks very loudly. Well, that's good. So it's definitely not CPA ish. That's definitely outside the boxes you talked about. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. So customer loyalty, can you define that for us? We always like to talk to uh, brands about what customer loyalty means to them and how they define it. And obviously we'd sure. love to know how it's defined yeah. at all. You know, I think for us, um, you know, emotional loyalty is, is where our customers feel um, emotionally engaged with who we are and, and with our product and with our brand. And, um, you know, with that comes their, like you said earlier, their advocacy of, um, communicating that to friends and to family um, about what an awesome place we are to be and what an awesome place we are to business to, to visit. Um, you know, for us, you know, any kind of marketing we do um, above and beyond word of mouth is the best form of advertisement you can ever find because, you know, you're going to trust your friends. You're going to trust your family members words before you trust something that's on a billboard. Um, you know, billboard messaging is important to get your message out, but to truly create that connection and to truly create that desire to want to come it is going to come from someone who, who's been here and has experienced it. Absolutely. And obviously COVID-19 is kind of the, the big topic for uh, most brands, today, especially uh, organizations like yourself, right? Uh, that require kind of unique pivots. Um, you know, how did your brand pivot to safety so quickly? I've read a few articles about it. I think it's really neat kind of some of the things you did again. And just even that, some of those may not have been focused on revenue generation, right? They're really about making sure you're in compliance and make sure you're just having the best experience possible in the environment that it is. Sure. Um, you know, we, 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 we operate our business on several tenants, several cornerstones, several values. And one of our values is we play by the rules. Um, and, you know, as soon as uh, we found out that um, COVID-19 was a, uh, going to have such an impact on our organization, uh, we immediately put into place a task force, so to speak. And we started meeting virtually every morning um, to discuss, okay, what is going on in our business today? What is going on in our business tomorrow? What is going to be going on in our business um, this season and how are we going to modify our operations and the way that we do things? Um, so we really took a step back and we said, okay, let's take a look at our guest journey from the time they pull into our parking lot until the time they leave at the end of the day. Let's, let's, follow, their, let's follow their path and let's look at what they're going to be doing and try to make sure that we are addressing that in a way that is going to uh, provide them with a safe um, and clean day. Um, but still be able to deliver that same fun and that same experience and those same memories that, that we always have 
Um, so we did put a lot of, lot of measures into place um, above and beyond um, what we would have in a normal year. You know, we've been voted the cleanest park for the last two decades. Um, but once we step back and say, you know what, even with that, that's still not good enough. We need to do better. And that's, that's exactly what we've done. That's awesome. So when you look at emotional loyalty, you talked about that, right? Some of the small things you do, having a clean park, right? Having a kind of a, a kind of a Midwest attitude, I would assume that's a big piece of that, the free re refills. So you looked about emotional loyalty, um, especially in your industry. How important is that? And, and how do you kind of engender that? And most importantly, how do you measure that? Sure. Um, you know, emotional loyalty for us is huge, you know, especially given that we are a uh, regional park. Um, you know, we're not as, as large as some of the other parks in the United States. So it's important for us to build those relationships with our guests um, as, as they come through the gate and as they uh, interact with our host and hostesses throughout the day and as they leave at the end of the evening um, to make sure that, you know, they truly feel valued. Um, you know, when, I, when we say um, to our, our you know, team members, you know, it's important to thank our guests for everything they do. Um, more, most importantly to me is we're thanking them for their time. You know, time right now and, and in the past many years um, is invaluable. You know, and I, I can speak directly to that as a father who um, has kids who are very active in soccer. Um, so with, you know, soccer tournaments and uh, baseball camps and 4-H camps and church camps, and there's a lot of things that families just have going on. So for them to choose to come and spend a day with us, that's right. invaluable. And for that, we owe them our thanks. And for that, we owe them, um, you know, the responsibility to give them the best day that we possibly can. And in turn, you know, I feel like that does increase our, our brand, um, you know, dependence, I guess, or, you know, reliability. Okay. When you look at employee engagement, uh, it's very important, obviously, and you do some amazing things uh, for sure to be as well respected as you are. But during this time, this transition, right, employee engagement has been kind of a challenge. Some people are opening up, some people are not. You know, it, it kind of depends. My wife works for Fifth Third, and she just went back to work last week, and she's got a 700 people to report to her, and it's you know been very fluid there. But, you know, these people are on the front lines, right? And how or how, you know, how the disease is progressing, how it's impacting people is everyone has their own opinion, but you have to put safety first. So what does employee engagement mean traditionally to uh, your organization? And what does it mean in this era of COVID-19? You know, employee, engage, employee engagement is um, incredibly important, not, not just in our business, just in every business and making sure that, um, employees feel valued and they feel that, um, you know, we are doing everything we possibly can to ensure their safety and their happiness. Um, you know, obviously in, in most service oriented businesses, you know, the guest comes first for us, the guests and the employees both come first to us, um, without the, uh, staff that we had, you know, people ask all the time, how do you guys win all the awards that you do and how, you know, what makes holiday roll so great? And I, my answer every single time is what makes us great is who we are and who we have that um, come to our park every day to deliver the service that we, we do. And, and we're, very, we're very blessed. Um, you know, I think the level of hospitality um, that our, our employees just genuinely have um, are second to none throughout the industry. Um, we offer hospitality trainings throughout the year. And, um, you know, we've taken 
extreme measures this year as well during COVID-19 to make sure that they feel like they have a safe yet welcoming environment to work in. And just curious, what has their feedback been with the process that you put in place? It sounds like you're, you're engaging them in a very VOE, uh, you know, progressive manner. What have they said about kind of how things are and what their concerns are and how you're addressing them? You know, I think our employees have embraced um, everything and every measure that we put in place because they know that it is for not only the betterment of um, our guest experience, but it's for the betterment of the world. You know, we all have to take some responsibility right now during this time to do everything we possibly can to slow the spread. And um, we are doing our part. Like I said, we imply we require all of our employees to wear masks, both for their protection and for our guest protection. Um, is it something that any of us like to do? No, like I, I don't think anyone likes wearing a mask, but I think at the same time, you like knowing that you are contributing to the overcoming of, of such, such a horrible, horrible experience that the world's going through right now. Absolutely. So when you look at uh, your customer experience, customer loyalty efforts, you talk about the awards that you're winning, you're talking about being voted uh, the cleanliest park for years running, correct? Uh, right. And- even just from a high level, some things that we see that you do are, are amazing. So how are you measuring the success of your customer loyalty, customer experience efforts? And, you know, uh, what KPIs may you looking at? And, and maybe who are you benchmarking against? Because I would assume that's a much larger group than just, you know, other theme parks. Right. Um, you know, our, our big thing that we do is we look at our net promoter score. Obviously, we do um, survey um, our guests as they leave. If they purchase tickets online, then we have that information. We can then send out a survey to them after their visit. Um, so we do monitor our NPS score and we look at each and every single um, comment that comes in, um, both on social media and through email. Those are circulated throughout the entire full-time staff so we can see what our guests are saying and we can identify trends and things that um, might pop out as areas of improvement that we need to look a little further into. Um, uh, you know, again, I, I think by and large, you know, our guests are heard and our guests know that they are heard and uh, they're more than willing to provide feedback and, and ideas and suggestions. And there's been, been many, many things we've done over the years because they were suggested to us by our guests. That's awesome. Well, it's great to be able to take that, uh, you know, voice of the employee, voice of the guest uh, experience and, and, and put it into play because traditionally that has been a big challenge for brands is that truly listening to and actively doing something with it, right? So not in a passive manner of hearing, but truly listening to and understanding is, is, is a very difficult uh, process for brands. Even saying, I'm sorry if they had a service level uh, fault. Right. And, and, and that can be the easiest thing to do. It's like, oh, we messed up. Let me make it right. Exactly. Excellent. And I know you're def- the president, so this is kind of a marketing question we like to ask. What is the biggest challenge you face as a senior level marketer? Uh, how do you see that changing? Sure. Um, you know, for us, being a regional park, again, um, the, the biggest challenge or hurdle we face a lot of times is convincing people that we're much closer than what they might actually think we are. Um, you know, for example, many years ago when we moved into the Nashville market, uh, Nashville is only a little over two hours away from our front door to theirs. Um, but the citizens of Nashville, for whatever reason, well, I know why, they felt like it was like a six-hour drive because we're two states away. It's like, yeah, but you only travel to a very small portion of Kentucky to get here. So you know, just kind of educating and um, letting our guests know exactly where we are, um, I think that that's one of our, our biggest challenges. And then I think the other thing that is key for us is 
know, differentiating ourselves from other parks and other forms of entertainment in, in terms of um, the, the kind of product and service that we offer. We are a family theme park. Um, you know, we offer something from everyone from age two to 92. Um, you know, we're not a thrill park, so to speak, like Cedar Point. Cedar Point is fantastic. Love Cedar Point. Um, however, you know, people say, are they a big competitor of yours? And I say, no, they're really not because they're a completely different kind of experience than what we are. Um, I go there to experience all the fantastic and awesome coasters they have. You come here for a different reason. You know, you come here because there is literally something for your entire family to um, enjoy and, and to uh, you know, truly get a, a valued experience. Okay, that's awesome. Um, when you look at uh, you know, uh, the next big thing for customer loyalty, customer experience, what is that next big thing? Is, is it virtual adaptation or is it, you know, what do you think the next big thing for customer loyalty and customer experience is specifically regarding kind of your area? You, you sure. Kind of um, you know, that's a fantastic question. And um, I might have had a very different answer for you if you would have asked me that last year as opposed to, to now during COVID-19. Um, you know, for us, the next big thing is to continue being the big thing. And I feel like that that's something that we have cornered the market on is just, just continue to find ways to um, still exhibit that small park feeling as we continue to grow into a much bigger park. Um, you know, this year we added Cheetah Chase, which is um, a phenomenal water coaster. It's made us the water coaster capital of the world. Um, so it, it's truly a marquee attraction. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to add another marquee attraction next year because I'll tell you right now we're not. Um, but um, with that being said, you know, I think again, above and beyond what attractions we have here, I think what really truly makes us who we are is our heart. And um, we're going to continue to, to promote that and continue to be who we are and, and everything we represent. That's awesome. And, and the last question I have for you kind of uh, is more of a question for, for us. What can we do for you and for others in your industry as a trade association for customer loyalty to help, you know, enhance some of the things you're doing? Obviously, you're doing an amazing job, uh, very stellar results, uh, and the focus is, is, is amazing. So is the passion. But what can we do as a trade association to help you with your efforts? You know, I think, um, you know, we're very, our, our industry is very blessed in terms of, uh, sharing ideas and sharing thoughts and sharing best practices. Um, you know, I talked to three other parks just this morning um, about things that we're doing, you know, as, as we're finding our way through COVID-19. Um, so I think from an association standpoint, you know, just continuing to be engaged um, with us and with each other and kind of, you know, spreading our story and sharing our, our you know, sharing our um, offerings that we have throughout the world. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're a regional park, but we attract, people from all over the country every single year. And we want to continue that growth pattern. And I think the way to do that is just by uh, relying on each other, relying on our associations and uh, doing, doing, doing everything step by step. That's awesome. Well, this has been a very interesting uh, interview for me. Uh, definitely uh, didn't know that you had uh, some of the awards and some of the, the processes and focus you do. And had done a lot of reading kind of coming up to this. So obviously I think it's amazing uh, what you guys do with the focus. And you can tell in a lot of the markets you speak to, the passion isn't always there like it is with you, even from a CPA. So I think that's right. Right. Um, uh, so yeah. Okay with your personality, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's good. That's good. So. Uh, I appreciate the taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you later in the year. Thank you very much, Matt. Sounds great. Thanks, Mark.